only your word be spoken, O Lord. May only your word be heard. Amen. Please be seated. As I mentioned earlier, I had a wonderful week on our mission trip over the past week. We got there and were divided into groups from all different churches. And my team spent our days digging post holes in for Habitat for Humanity to get fences up between the houses. This was some of the rockiest soil I have ever seen. Um, I loved it. I actually, I like digging holes. I don't know why, but it was great work. I loved it. And, uh, gratifying. The youth were great. They worked hard. They were cheerful most of the time. They loved being there. And then we spent each night in worship together, and we had time with our work crews to discuss what the preacher uh, was talking about each night. And some in my group had other questions about their faith, and so we got together after dinner on Thursday night, along with several other youth, to talk about this. There was another adult from, the other adult from our group was there, and we had this great conversation of faith together. And then one thing kept coming up during this conversation, which I finally decided to address to the group. The kids kept asking whether this group or that group was going to hell. And I finally said, guys, who goes to heaven and who goes to hell? That's not really the gospel. And they were kind of stumped at that. The gospel of Jesus cannot be summed up as believe in Jesus or go to hell. If it were that simple, I think Jesus would have stated it that simply. How often do I hear people say, why didn't Jesus just say clearly what it meant? Because it's not that simple. Having showed his sign, having multiplied food in the sight of 5,000 people, I think Jesus would have simply then told the people, I am the co-eternal Son of God through whom all the world was made. Believe in me or go to hell when you die. But Jesus didn't say that. And I don't think the gospel is as simple as that. In fact, believe in Jesus or go to hell is not the gospel. These youth were not part of churches in which such a gospel was taught. And yet, that's what they had gleaned from what they heard. Maybe from just popular Christianity sort of floating around out there. There certainly is a lot of believe in Jesus or go to hell out there for people, young and old, to latch on to. But believe in Jesus or go to hell is not the gospel. Restoration of creation. Repentance and forgiveness. Reconciliation, love, and unity with God. That is the gospel of Jesus. Look at the problem Jesus came to fix. In the beginning of creation, Adam and Eve walked with God. They were naked and unashamed. We were made to be in deep, open-hearted relationships with one another. Bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh relationships. We were made to be our full and true selves with God and with each other, without fear, naked and unashamed, walking together in unity and love. And when we disobeyed God, what was the immediate consequence? Shame. Before the punishment God gave, we felt shame. And we hid from another, one another and we hid from God. The immediate consequence of disobeying God was disconnection from God and disconnection from one another. That's what Jesus came to restore. Our deep, open heart relationships with God and each other. 
when Jesus had the 5,000 people sit down together on the grass, he took 5,000 disparate people and he had them eat a meal together. He had them do what family and friends do together. And then he gathered up 12 baskets full of leftovers from the five loaves and the two fish. 12 baskets for the 12 tribes of Israel. So that nothing may be lost, he said. Jesus was showing the people that he came to restore them and make them whole. Jesus was and is God who became human. He united humanity and divinity in doing that. United humanity and divinity even closer than they were in Eden. That was the restoration Jesus came to bring. We were made to be united to God. United to the creator of all life and goodness and love. Jesus united humanity and divinity so that we may be forever united to God. Jesus came to restore us to our original Edenic state. Believe in Jesus or go to hell? That is a farce and a perversion of the gospel, and a dangerous one at that. I know people who have believed in Jesus, but also doubted and questioned. And because of their doubts and questions, they've been told by members of their church that they're going to hell. And as a result, they've stopped believing in Jesus at all. Believe in Jesus or go to hell is what many preachers preach and it's what many young people hear. And it is short and simple and easy and leaves no room for doubt. And so children who are taught this version of the gospel will therefore easily and readily declare who is going to hell based on their doubts or questions. And by doing so, they drive people away from Jesus. The young people I spoke to have probably not had preachers teach them to leave in Jesus or go to hell. And yet that dangerous perversion of the gospel is what is so prevalent that they still gleaned it as their basic summation of the gospel. But the gospel of Jesus cannot and must not be mistakenly summed up as believe in Jesus or go to hell. Doing so breeds shame and fear and disconnection, which is everything Jesus came to heal. Think about the evangelism that goes with that. Making people afraid enough or feel badly enough about themselves that they'll turn to Jesus. That's what advertising agencies do. Women are bombarded with images of airbrushed women tacitly being told that if they don't fit into this little model, there's something wrong with them. Marketed and sold makeup, being told that their faces are not worthy of being seen without makeup covering them entirely. And all of this done so they can buy stuff from these companies. How terrible is that? Men are made to believe by advertising and marketing that if they're not muscular and chiseled and great-smelling and uber-masculine, that they're not really worthy as human beings. Also, they can buy stuff from the companies that make them feel badly about themselves. How terrible is that? The false gospel of believe in Jesus or go to hell evangelizes in the exact same way as companies trying to sell us stuff by making us feel badly about ourselves. 
They make us believe that we are wicked and worthless sinners, destined only for eternal torment, unless we assent to this fact of Jesus' divinity. There's no good news there. Now, we are unquestionably flawed. We make bad decisions, and we hurt ourselves and others. We sin a lot. The Gospel of Jesus offers us forgiveness and guidance. The Gospel of Jesus offers us a new direction and a new life so we don't have to be defined by our bad decisions. We don't have to be defined by our sins, but are defined as beloved children of God. Children who need guidance. Children who need forgiveness. Children who need reconciliation and love. And Jesus, the Good Shepherd, offers us Like the 5,000 people Jesus fed, Jesus knows that we, too, are hungry for guidance and forgiveness, reconciliation and love, and he would never leave us unfed. That is the gospel of Jesus. The God of all the universe united himself perfectly, perfectly to us by becoming human in the form of Jesus, in the person of Jesus. Jesus then brings us back to Eden where we may be naked and unashamed before God. Where Jesus, where we may be naked and unashamed before each other. Jesus told his disciples when he walked on the water, Do not be afraid. It is I, the creator of the universe. Do not be afraid. Well, what two things do we generally fear more than anything else? Death and disconnection. We fear dying, the great unknown that happens then, and we fear disconnection from others. We fear being rejected by others, being the target of gossip, being on the outside, somehow feeling not worthy of others' love. And amidst all this fear, Jesus says, It is I, the creator of the universe. Do not be afraid. Jesus came to restore our connection to God so that we might also live wholehearted, connected lives with each other, once again being naked and unashamed, open heart to open heart, and then seeking repentance, forgiveness, and reconciliation, so that we might live those lives. Jesus also came to show us that we needn't fear death because our lives continue on after we die. We get to keep on living with God in Christ, even after our bodies have died, we get to return to Eden. That is the gospel of Jesus. When I said this to the young people on that mission trip, their faces seemed to say that their minds were blown. And they sat there saying, we want to hear more. Can we skip Eucharist? I said, no. <laughs> we can keep the conversation going later, but we're not going to break communion. In order to do that, we're going to join with the whole body and have Eucharist together. That, too, is the gospel of Jesus. Our young people, and I'm assuming people of all ages, need to hear the gospel of Jesus, not a false perversion of it. We all need to go out there and preach this gospel. Preaching, in this case, was a conversation. It wasn't a street corner. We need to be able to tell people the good news 
not the scary, manipulative, false advertising that is so often mistaken for the gospel. Let us pray. Almighty God and Father, we pray that Jesus may dwell in our hearts through faith as we are being rooted and grounded in love. We pray that we may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that we may be filled with all the fullness of God. For that is the gospel of Jesus. Amen.